Okay, we're at the Mishnah on Lamed Test Amid Beis, 39b. And we're finishing up on the some of the laws of Tchumen, uh, which is really a, a leftover from uh, Erevin. Uh, there, there are two kinds of Erevin, right? There's the Eruve Chatzeros, those are the wires that go around the Chatzer, and there are Eruve Tchumen, which is about traveling on Shabbos. Again, we're just not used to thinking about it because we live in a city. But if you didn't live in the city uh, on Shabbos, it would be very relevant because you would be, have only a certain circle that you get where you can travel, but you could play with the circle, meaning that you could decide that um, uh, I want my area to be on this side or on that side, and you could place your food there before Erev Shabbos. Uh, so that, that becomes very important if you don't live in a city and you're picking up food or borrowing food to figure out where you can take that food. So uh, the Mishnah begins the following. What happens if your food is in a different place, a different city, and uh, they uh, want to bring it to you? Those people are nice. They know you left your food there, or your food became ripe there, and you're going to need it. Uh, they want to bring it to you. So, uh, and their Erev allows them to travel to you. Lo Yavi. Uh, they shouldn't, uh, they can't, it doesn't go, since you're the owner, it's not, uh, it doesn't go by their Erev, it goes by your Erev, where you can travel. In other words, your food is you. Your animal gets your Tchum Shabbos, and your food gets your Tchum Shabbos. And if you can't travel over there, then they can't bring you your food. So, v'im erev who? But if you made the erev, then your fruits are like you. Okay. Next halacha. Mish is the man at the top of today's page. Perfect timing, Mordechai. Forty A at the top. Mish is the man etzla orchim. Somebody invited guests. Um, it's interesting why it says you had to invite them. What if they just showed up? But it's telling you that even if you invited them. You can't send them home with doggy bags because uh, if they live in a different city and they've got to travel, your food has your tchum and they can't take, they can't take it back. To me, that's a finish because since they were, the whole plan was for them to come to me, how are they getting to me? And I prepared to them, so, who's food, so isn't the food for them? It is. Uh, well, they're eating at, at you, and they want to take a doggy bag home. It's like their portion that they're taking with them. Is it no longer, I mean, isn't it their portion now? It is. But, well, it, it, since Friday night at the Twilight Zone, it was yours. So it got uh-huh. your tchum. Uh-huh. So it can't go. If, I don't know. So even though I knew they were coming, I said it. But, so right. they made an Arab so they could come, but their Arab only affected them. It didn't affect your food. So your food can't go in that direction. It can't be brought back to that town. So, lo yichabiyadamanos. Ella, but there is a solution. You can give it to them. Instead of it being your food, you can make it their food before they show up. They use this trick, by the way. Um, sometimes you want to give a gift to somebody on Shabbos. Uh, something significant, more than a bottle of wine. bottle of wine, there's lots, lots of room to be uh, lenient to bring. First of all, you're going to drink it yourself, and it's part of the meal, and it could be that's not considered like a business transaction. But let's say you want to give something really nice to if it's a birthday, and they're good friends, and you want to bring them the gift on Shabbos. So there's a problem. 
because we don't uh, we don't do transfers on Shabbos. We don't do business. We don't do acquiring things and not acquiring things. So how do you give them the gift? So there's uh, two solutions. Well, one solution is the solution of the Mishnah. Give it to them before Shabbos. Give it to somebody and say, here, I want you to acquire this for them. And so that you give it to that other person, and then it's acquired by, so then you can give them the gift on Shabbos. Uh, the other thing is they can say, all right, you know, thank you very much, and I'll accept it after Shabbos. <laughs> like, you know, they don't have to take possession legally until on, on Shabbos. I thought, isn't there another option? Can't that, you know, like, can I just say, this is yours? Can I just pick up the bottle and say, you know, this is Rabbi Stein's? So what is the Mishnah suggest here? Why can't, uh, why can't you tell the guests that the, uh, I'm going to give you an extra piece of dessert. I know you'll never finish it. Why can't I just, the Mishnah, well, we're going to discuss yeah, it. The Mishnah says, So we'll have to see right. if you need someone else to do that or not. That's going to be a discussion in the Gemara. Right. And, and that would be a discussion here as well. In other words, if you want to give a gift, can you just say, I want you to have the gift, or do you need someone else to pick it up? That's going to be part of the discussion. In the, but it's going to be the same but discussion. But would also have to be before you. <coughs> yeah, correct. Okay, let's see the Gemara. Let's say, separate case. Your fruits are... Uh, good morning, Rabbi Golding. We're on the top of Mem Amadalov. Last page. So you left your fruits uh, next to your buddy. And uh, you want to get them back. And uh, the question is, does it have his Erev or does it have your Erev? So two opinions. Rav Omer, mi lo. He has them. So uh, wherever they're located, they get the tchum of where they're located. Uh, so therefore, even though you're the owner, they have his tchum. Shmuel says, no, karagle hamafkid. It goes by the owner. So we have a debate. Does it go by the owner or the one who has possession? So leima rabbi shmuel This sounds consistent with their view in another case. And we're going to have to look at that case and see if it's the same. It's not. Um, so you have an axe, and you it's right before Shabbos, and you need a parking spot. Morning, Michael. And you want to uh, you need a safe parking spot because you don't want your axe to uh, be taken away, and you have uh, bags on the axe and various stuff. So uh, you go uh, your ne- you go to your neighbor and you say, "Do you mind if I leave my axe here for Shabbos?" So he says, fine. So, im hiknish brishus, and then over Shabbos, something happens to your ox, or your ox damages over there. So if you had permission to park it there, so bala chai, the owner of that place, is obligated. Uh, Rav says, wait a second. He didn't guarantee that he was going to guard it. He just said you could park it there. So that's the question, uh, two opinions about if he gives you permission to put it there, does he accept responsibility? So that sounds like over here where I give my neighbor my fruits, does it get his tchum or not? Wouldn't that depend on whether he accepts responsibility? In other words, when somebody says you can leave it there, does that, what does that mean? Does that mean, uh, okay, I will... Uh, watch over it, and uh, if I watch over it, it's like it's mine. I have responsibility, and therefore I don't have my tchum. And the opinion that says, no, says, I'm just giving you permission to put it there. I'm not taking any. It's still yours. 
I, I don't accept any risk. I'm just saying you could park it there. You park at your own risk, right? Mm-hmm. That's the so that the, apparently it's the same. These two opinions would be the same to uh, Rav and Shmuel. The issue would be the same uh, with the ox as it would be over here with this kol. That's what the Gemara is thinking until it decides no, it isn't. Said okay, let's see Rashi. Im hiknish rishus three lines up. Sure, you have uh, your ox card rosov pay rosov and you have your jugs and your fruits whatever is hanging on the back of that ox is if something happens the owner of that courtyard is going to have to pay this is a mission above a comment now all he said was come in <laughs> now it's Friday afternoon you're hectic it's crazy you knock on the door of the barn you know can I and he says bring it in so what does that mean? Bring it in and I'll watch it? Or does that mean bring it in and I'll let you keep it there? Uh, so Rashi Omer Le, oh, oh, the intercom. Oh, oh, bring it in means bring it in and I'll keep an eye on it. So again, that, it sounds like the same uh, debate when you leave things with somebody. What's their responsibility? So uh, maybe there's two opinions. But let's finish and go back to the Gemara. So it sounds like this is the same argument. In other words, if you say over here that the fruits uh, take on wherever they're staying, so that's because they take responsibility. It's like the one who says the ox goes, if, if he says bring it in, that means he has responsibility. And the one who says that the fruits um, uh, keep your tchum, you're the owner, it's still yours would go like the one who says that uh, he has no responsibility. I just said you could, you could park it there. I never guaranteed I would watch it. So Amalek Rav, so Umar says, no, these cases are, are dissimilar. Why? I, I could agree with the one, I could agree with Rebbe. Over there, he never agreed to watch it. He just said, bring it in. But over here by the fruits, he said, uh, you know, I'll, I'll watch it for you. It, 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 uh, the, the, uh, the, once you accept, full, once you agree to watch it, then it definitely would be yours. Over there, you, the owner, want to give it to the, uh, want to give away the responsibility uh, to the owner of the courtyard. Because if something happens, then you won't be responsible. But over here with the fruits, would you want your neighbor to have responsibility for the, to be able to do what he wants with your fruits? So the question is really, does it depend on your, when you put it there, do you want him to take, uh, do you want to give him responsibility or not? That, that would be the question. Um, what would be another reason why I would let him come in to begin with? Um, yeah, you need a place for your cow. You're in a new, different city, and you say, do you mind if I bring it in? Do I park it over there? Can I put it in your yard? No. You're traveling, you move down, stuck on the side of the road. So, uh, so the bottom line is, there may be a difference between the case of the ox and the case of the fruits. So uh, even though it's somewhat similar, it's the same question. In other words, you're still dealing with the neighbor watching your item, but whether or not he takes responsibility is complicated. It has to do with him, and it has to do with you. So the Morris still wants to bring a proof uh, 
Tanan, we learned over here in our Mishnah, the im erahu kamo. If you make the error of uh, uh, you, the owner, um, then you could bring your fruits back. The e amris, if you're going to say karagle mishehifkeretzlo, that really when you leave your fruits in a different town, it belongs to the neighbor. Ki aravhu, when our Mishnah says that you make the error of and you're allowed to bring it, my hobby, how could it help? I mean, if it's at your neighbor's house and it's like it's his, so then what good is your Erev? Uh, the case is, he never took responsibility. He just said, um, uh, you could keep it in the corner. I'm letting you have that corner of my house, but it still belongs to you. Let's see, Rashi. Uh, that the neighbor gave you a corner. I'm loaning you my house. I'm loaning you the corner to keep it. It still belongs to you. Over here, uh, where, on the other hand, where I'm going to keep my ox here and I'm going to go, I need to keep it in your barn while I do go to shul or whatever. So he's agreeing to watch it. That's a little different. So sometimes, basically, he's giving you a space and it's still yours, and I'm just letting you keep, I'm letting you have the space to keep it, and sometimes a person is agreeing to, to more responsibilities. So who's right in this issue? Tashma, let's see what we can prove. So back to our Mishnah. Tashma, Misha, Zimenei, we said, if you invite guests to your house, first white line, Lo yichom manus, you can't send home doggy bags, Elim, Kain, Ziklam, Matnasem, Erev unless you told them, Erev Yantav, um, you know, there are some places that give you those things, you know, they know that, uh, you know, the... the uh, they have a little note on how long it's a Right, that's right. That, uh, this, is the, this is how far you could go. The E, Amos Karagamisha Hifkadetzlo, and if you want to say it goes by who, who Friday night at the Twilight Zone, or Erev Shabbos, whoever has them, even if you give it to them, you let's say you give him your dessert. You know he never he he never wants to eat it then. He always likes to take it home. So what? But it's still yours at Friday night. Even if it belongs to him, it would it's at, in your in your uh, on your property. And if it goes by being on your property, so what would it help by giving it to him? It's still on your property, and it goes by wherever whosoever's property it is. So unless you tell me it doesn't work. So the more it says, no, this case is different. Uh, my hobby, what would it help? The more says, you're right. But since you got someone else to give it to, this is answer number one. It's as if it's, it's, uh, it's not in my possession. It's as if I gave him the spot uh, where the dessert lies, where the doggy bag is. Or, that's one answer, when you use the word zocha, that's, that's, that's not just, it's, it's really the fruits aren't elsewhere. I gave it to him already. So, the, again, when, uh, the question is, did the fruits go by who owns them or by who's watching them? The zocha would work then. Um, so if I have a bottle of wine that I wanted to give somebody uh, and I stuck it in a wine bag and I say, this is where I'm going, this is theirs, your house. I, I, in my house, you know, Friday afternoon, I know I'm going someplace for lunch, yeah. so I put it into a wine bag and I say, this is going to be where I'm going. It's already theirs on Friday afternoon. I, I make yeah, it theirs. Yeah, I'm glad yeah. for them. 
So, I, I, so that it, it would be debatable. So I think people would, uh, generally speaking, the better way would be to give it to someone and let them acquire it for that person. Mm-hmm. The bottle of wine is not the issue. The and issue would be... Do transfer the, the, the spot where the Kasson is going to come from? Well, I'm not talking about Kasson. I'm talking about just the regular case right here. Just giving a gift, go. yeah. So the more it wants to... Could, if you had, say you had a, um, a bottle of wine, uh-huh. And you gave it to um, a shliach for the person that it was actually going to be. Right. So then it's his already. It's his already. Yeah. And it has his film. But but you don't want it to be. He's just a shliach. You would you want it to be to the. Right. Person. Right. He can so pick it up for the other guy. Other guy. And the gahum for that bottle of wine becomes the other guy. The other guy. That's right. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. So. Uh, That's what this case is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the more it brings this, you can like, like extend magically to another person. Yeah, yeah. In other words, the the, the the you want to give it to the other person, but he's not here right now. So you by giving it to a third party, that person can acquire it for that other person. And bring it to him. And bring it to him. Yeah. Well, and you well that other it, it depends where that other person it is. It depends where his kum is. Yeah, <laughs> right, right, right. assuming that it's within. Uh, Rabbi Cohen is saying, well, why do you even need to go get another person? Why can't you just say, I'm giving it to him? Yeah. Yeah, I'm saying, like, if I pick up, if I see... A so I'm saying that some people hold that you need another... In other words, it didn't leave your possession. According to words for... That's in order, just the mind thought. Yeah, that's right. That's the difference of giving right, so right, right. So in order, it's not like I can pick up something and say it's yours, and it's already yours. Well, if I own it now, so I could... It so could I be, find something on the street. I say there's a... Oh, wow, look at that, a $10 bill. I know right. he needs it. I'm going to give it to him. Right. So we had that really yesterday with the water, when you pick up the water for someone else. So there the question was, does it get his tchum or does it get your tchum? You, you have the bucket, and you lowered it down. So, and you said, here, I, 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 I drew this water from the well for you. So we said, it depends. Um, how does it work with the well? Does the well belong to no one, or does the well belong to everyone? Right. So if the well belongs to everyone, then you got my tchum, whether you like it or not, because I own part of the well. And then we were debating, well, maybe you say, Braver, this is my water, that's your water. Uh, if you want to bathe in the well, then you're in my water. That, that's what we talked about yesterday, really. That was the, some of that subject. Uh, now we get an interesting case. Rav Chana Bar Chaniloi. Rav Chana Bar Chaniloi was a great sage, and uh, he was visiting another city, and they wanted to show appreciation and so they gave him some steak. So Tali Bistra Ivra They hung the meat. In those days, they, they hung a side of beef on the door. Um, I guess that was a good place to hang it, was the door. <laughs> you need something to... It's as good as anything. Or the door frame. Or the door frame, yeah. I don't know exactly. You know, you walk in, there's this cow hanging there. But maybe he wasn't home, and they just were able to hang it on the... It's like those sausages you see in some of the butcher shops. They just hang on. They just the hang, right. That's right. So uh, the question was, uh, he comes home from Shul Friday night, and he's tra- he, he, this was not his hometown, and he needs to travel home. And the question was, he can travel home because his tchum allows him to travel home. But the meat was given to him by the people of the city, and their tchum would not be able to go to his house. So can he take the meat home the next morning or not? That's the question. So also come to Rev Huna. He went in front of Rev Huna. So I better ask Rev Huna this question. So Amr Le Rivuna said, I 
He said, well, if you hung it up there, Zil Shachl, then you could take it. The Inu Talilach, if they hung it up for you, Lo Tishkel, then you better not take it because it has their Tchum. The Inu Tali, uh, and even if um, he hung it up, um, he was staying in their house. So why would it be, and they were watching the meat. So even if he hung it up, could he take it the next morning? He was a student of Rav. It gets the tchum of the one uh, that you're staying with. So um, why, if, you, uh, if they, the meat was there in their, in their place, why would he be able to take it home? The place where they keep the meat, it's like they loaned it to him to be his. That's, that's, like the, that's like here, you could put it here. In other words, if he was staying in their apartment, so their apartment, it would get their tchum. But since they said, we'll loan you the fridge to keep the piece of meat, we'll loan you the door to hang it on, so then it's like it's his, and it gets his tchum, and he could take it home. But if they hung it up, uh, low shekel, uh, what do you mean, even if they hung it up, and even if it was their place, why couldn't he take it? If you have the animal fattener. <laughs> There's certain, we talked about this. Certain people, their job is to make the, to fatten up the cow. That's what they specialize in. They, they get it, they fatten it up, and uh, people pick it up from them. So we said that even though they have the animal heir of Yantif, it doesn't get their tkun because they have it in order for other people to get it. So here also, if they, even if they hung up the meat and even if it's their place, they're still doing it for the rabbi. So why, um, why would, would it get his tkun? Um, they did it for him. So Amulei v'inulei v'inulei lo shakul. And... Um, he, he said, you're right, if they, um, and if, if he hung it up, they, they, he wouldn't be able to take it. We hold like Redosa. Um, so we're going back and forth on this issue of the hanging meat. But even if they, if they hung it up, he wouldn't be able to take it. But didn't we learn that it goes according to the owner? So uh, we're confused a little bit here. Why would he not be able to take it back? They gave it, they put it there for him. They gave him the spot. So why can't he take it with his tchum? So the Gemara now is going to give a few different answers. Because it, it went from being like we thought we understood it, and then now actually we don't understand. We thought it was really theirs, so it gets their tchum, so that's why he can't take it. But now that we've said uh, they loaned him the place, and it's really like his, so what should the problem be? And then we also had the case where the guy fattens the cows that it, even though he has it, he's doing it for others. Even though they hung it up, they did it for him. So why can't he take this cow home? That's the question. It's the same thing, right? The fattening case is the same as the, as the rabbi who wants to take the meat back because they were doing it for, for him. For him, that's right. Okay. If they had in mind that we had it, it should be the same. The only difference is that here the animal is dead already. He was shafted already. But it's, it's, uh, right. it's the same there. You can actually right. give him the cow and he takes it home with his tchum. Here you give him the side of beef. He right. should be able to take it home. What's the difference? So now we're going to find out the difference. At least three answers. Um, 
Let's do a Rashi, though, before we get too far. Um, let's do the last skinny-lined Rashi. Uh, the, the second, the last. Omer le Riv Rivashi. The e inu talile lo shakel. If they hung it up, he's not going to take it. For Omer Shmuel Shosho Pitim. Even when the ox is in the hands of the fatteners, it goes to anybody. Alma, what do you see? Kim de upim makshafto. Since he's thinking in his thoughts, Berushus Kol Mish. He doesn't even know who the buyer is in that case. The, the case of the fattener, he just knows that somebody's going to buy it, and therefore, I don't want it to be my tkum. I'm giving it to whoever's going to buy it. So, kol mishi ikno mutter hakona lo Whoever picks it up is permitted to take it home. Vachanami. Here also, they have in mind to give him the piece of meat. It goes by the shepherd. There's only one shepherd. And we said before that if you have your animal, you want to keep it there. So it goes with where you're thinking to put it. But Kolshing and Hacha over here, they were thinking to give it to the rabbi. So what really should be the problem? So let's get back to the Gemara now and see how we solve this puzzle. Why aren't we letting him take his meat home? Um, Ella, uh, the first word on the line. Shani Rav Chanabar Chiloi de Gavar Rabahu. This Rav Chanabar Eloi, he's a famous rabbi. Betarid Bishmaise. And uh, he's too busy learning. Uh, he's, he's busy. Uh, he didn't have time to really notice the meat. So. Um, the Gemara here says an interesting thing that uh, it throws in a, a curveball. And that is, there's another thing, and this is an important halacha, that with meat, if you have meat sitting somewhere and nobody's watching it, there's a problem that unwatched meat that doesn't have a kosher label, it's called basashinis alam minayin, meat that's hidden from view. So when they put it there for the rabbi and he didn't watch it, the reason he didn't take it home was for kosher's reasons. Since nobody was watching that meat, uh, therefore, uh, it was hidden from sight. Rashi. This has nothing to do with Tchum. When Ravuna said, don't take it home, he was a student of Rav. Rav says, He says, meat that's hidden from view, you can't take home. Even if it's in a kosher place. Well, even if it's hanging on a peg, in a oh, Jewish house. Rav Chana Agav Now, since Rav Chana was busy learning, he wasn't paying attention. See, if he saw the meat there and he recognized it, they're talking about like an outdoor venue where there might be uh, birds or animals would take it and replace it. And uh, uh, there's, a, there, the, the, there's different opinions that today it's not so simple that you we're, we suspect that... A, this would apply in, a, in an outdoor venue. If you left meat outdoors, say by the beach, and nobody was watching it, or on a grill, and then you went to play frisbee and you came back, so there, if you don't recognize the meat, it could be a problem, because uh, it could have, you know, if, especially if the meat's sitting out where the animals could get it, or other people have meat there, or someone else might be using the grill, how do you know it's your meat? Uh, so the, that kind of meat would be on one, but meat in a, typically in a Jewish home, you wouldn't have to worry like that uh, today. We, we don't necessarily hold like that. But uh, this answer, though, is Rob didn't, was, uh, he wasn't paying any attention to the meat. 
other people, they would say, wow, I'm going to have a good steak tonight. He didn't even notice the meat. He had a kasha and tosos, and he didn't notice anything. That's answer number one. Fahaka kamra. Shani Rav Chana Bar Chani Loi de Gavarabi. He was an important man, but Torah Bishmaisi was busy learning. Fahaka kamra. This is what he meant to say. If you hung it up, and Isle Simigavai, and you know what it looks like, and you can recognize it, then you can take it. But if they hung it up, uh, you, had, you weren't paying attention to it at all. You shouldn't take it. So in the end, it was kind of a surprise. had nothing to do with Chum, that he said not to take it. Okay. Let's see. The, uh, um, the, the real question is that they, they have this funny story about the guy on the plane that went back to wash, and then he came back and said, oh, maybe I shouldn't eat my sandwich. And, uh, uh, and uh, the neighbor said, why didn't you eat it? And he said, well, we have this funny aloha that you're not supposed to eat. And he said, well, it's a good thing, because I switched my ham in there, and I wanted to see what it tastes like. That's the, the, so the only problem is that's not the halacha. The halacha is you don't have to assume that somebody's going to do that, you know, that he's going to switch out. Um, it could be you could be strict like that, but we don't, we don't hold that you're required to. In other words, bus asalam ayam means that, that uh, again, it has to be that that um, there has to be a, a re- now. If your meat was more expensive or better than the other meat that was available, then there might be a suspicion. Or if somebody was delivering the meat and it didn't have a sign on it, that's a. But if it was in your place in your house, you don't have to suspect. So, for example, uh, if you have meat in your fridge and you have a cleaning lady, you don't have to suspect that she took your meat out and put another meat in. You know, that's a, that would be like the, you know, the, um, even though you don't have a sign on it or whatever, if it's in your, your place, uh-huh. that, that's a... But in the airplane, that, that is a halacha, right? On the airplane, you, could, you can't leave your sandwich there. Because, you could. It's not washed, though. Why would you... Uh, be because you don't have to suspect that somebody would switch it. If there would be a reason to switch it. If you knew that he really wanted to taste your meat, then I suppose, you know... So the, I, think, I, think, I think Rabbi Freilich's son married the daughter of the person... That, that story happens. Oh, really? Okay. Oh, wow. yes. No, but what's the difference then if you're on the beach, you're, 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 here's your grill, and then somebody else, you know, go and have grill uh, around you. So you, you're grilling, and then you went to play frisbee. So the same thing. Why would you suspect that they would switch? What's the difference? Um, if maybe yours was better than theirs. Yours was done, theirs wasn't. Yours was ready, theirs wasn't. Yours was... Uh, uh-huh. um, uh, usually by the, the beach, the worry is an animal might take it. They, they, had, they had raw meat hanging there, and so sometimes yeah. the, the animal would take yours and it would leave someone else's, and it was but hard to tell. Isn't it by kosher also? Is a lot of going to think that kosher is better? Again, so then if, you have a, if there's some reason that you think they might have switched it, then you have a problem. Mm-hmm. But there has to be some reason. Um, it, it really comes up. A person should ask their own shot, but sometimes a person's in the hospital or at work, and they bring a sandwich uh, uh, they leave it in the fridge. And they leave it in the fridge. So do you have to suspect that they took your brown bag sandwich, pulled out the bread, took out your meat, and put their meat? So, again, most folks would say in that situation, you don't have to suspect that. Uh, um, again, if they delivered it, that would be different. But if you put it there, you, and they came into your place and replaced it, most people would say you don't have to... Uh, that's a, yeah, that's like really like yeah. Still your corned beef in the hospital and uh, you know <laughs> put, a, put a different corned beef. Yeah, in put a different corned beef like it. Um, the the bigger question today is the delivery services. When you get a delivery, 
sometimes the place that you order from forgets to seal it. And so then the question is, um, so then if you can identify it, if you're sure that it came from the place they... There was a famous story in Chicago where there was a business person who um, had requested kosher, and they brought him a kosher sandwich, a turkey sandwich, and it didn't have any markings on it. Um, and, the, and, you know, they charge a lot of money for bringing in the kosher sandwich. And so um, later on, he found out that they were supposed to have ordered it from the kosher place, but they didn't. And they replaced, they gave him non-kosher. He wanted it, he sued them, actually. There was the, uh, but in that case, the, uh, there was a motive because they, it, it was a little bit of a hassle for them to go to the kosher place and pick it up and bring it back. And if they forgot to do it or they couldn't find it, so they just made up their own sandwich and put it there. And so in, the, in that case, he really shouldn't have eaten it without a, you know, some kind of simmon on it as far as that, that yeah. goes. Uh-huh. Let's see the mission. Uh, that's a whole, it's really the, it's the, um, but here this comes up, this view is that they told him not to take the meat home, even though uh, that he knew it started out kosher, but he, he wasn't paying any attention to it. Okay, let's see the Mishnah. Aid uh, Mashkin, um, and again, to, if you recognize the meat or you recognize the, the food of that restaurant, that would be different also. That's a different story because then you're recognizing it. If you know the way your wife cooks or cuts the meat or makes the sandwich, it's only when you don't recognize it that you have the shayla. Uh, next halacha. Uh, you can't shecht uh, or water wild animals on Yantif because uh, these animals are muksa. They, when Yantif came in, they weren't, uh, they weren't uh, available to you. But you are allowed to do the ones, the word bises from house. You are allowed to do the in-house animals. Give them Now, you give them water to drink because then it's easier to remove their hide. <laughs> you know, oh, here, have a drink, right? This way it's... it's it's much easier afterwards. How do you define a house animal? Halotus be'ir, those are animals that stay overnight in the city. Midborius halotus be'ifer, that are out in the, uh, out in the pastures. Why do we mention the drinking of the animal? That has nothing to do with anything. Why do we mention giving them water? So the answer is, Milsa agavurka kamashmon, it's telling you a side thing, the lashki irish behemto bahadur lishkat, that you should always give your animal a drink before you shaft it. Otherwise, you'll have a hard time getting the hide off. Uh, it, does, it comes off much more easier if the animal has uh, had a drink. Some animals are wild, midbor, out in the desert. Some are domesticated, are in the house in the neighborhood. Midborius, what's considered wild, called Yotu Pesach. Any animals that go out after Pesach season, Roroy's for and they go into the, the pastures, eventually they come back. And what are the low, domesticated ones, the local ones? They may be outside the tchum during the day, but they come back. At night they stay, they come home. Rebbe says, No, if they all come back, they're considered domesticated. Ella, what are, consi- what are the wild ones? Koshi Yotza Rose the ones that go out into the uh, out into the wild, the Ainikas the Yishuf. They they don't come back to the, the settled place. Those animals that just go out, that you gotta go get. Those are the ones that would be muksa. So it just depends on the apparently and uh, uh, the cows do come back. In other words, the cows know where they get fed. They you know they'll go out to the pasture and then they come um, oh you would know, right. Right. They have their whole sequence. I can tell you in the afternoon exactly what part of the pasture they're going to be in. 
Oh, really? They have, <laughs> they're yuckies? <laughs> okay. <laughs> you can know where to find them. Okay. They, they stick to schedule. Wow. Okay. Um, so the only thing is, we're assuming that the problem here is that those cows that are muksa, when Yantuf began, you can't use. Umi isle rabbi muksa, but does rabbi hold a muksa? Vaha boy bar rabbi mirabi. They asked Rabbi the following question, They said, what about the dates that were not ripe? These dates uh, were unripened, and then they put them into baskets to ripen. So the question was, since they weren't ripe, they, are, they should be muksa. So how do they become, when do you, know, and you haven't checked yet to see if they're unmuksa. So like Rishimin, could you use them? Like Rishimin, there's no problem. So uh, the only time you have a problem is grogros with smukim bilvad, with dried fruits. Dried fruits, the problem is that in the middle they're not edible. In other words, when they're fresh, they're edible, and when they're fully dry, they are edible. But in the middle, they're not edible. So there, everybody would agree that they're muksa in between. Uh, let's see, Rashi, ala grogros with and it's only the dried fruits. Shehei mitkila roi lachila. First, you could eat them. But who does? You said, I'm not going to eat them. I'm going to put them up to the roof. Lalo something to dry them out. The shuvenuroi, once you start drying them, they're not edible, actually, until they fully dry out. But if you didn't, uh, the, the dates that are ripe, you never said, I'm not going to eat them now. The ika de oklami. Now, some people eat them when they're not so ripe. You see, he holds like Rif Shimon that he's not worried about muksa. What we're saying now is that there's two kinds of muksa. There's a muksa which um, we don't say automatically it's not in your mind, and then there's a muksa where you it gets pushed out, where it's definitely not usable at that point. says These also are, are not edible in the middle. They're like rogo smukin. Or he was just explaining with Shimon, but it didn't mean he agreed with him. Or, or he was trying to make the argument to the Rabbana back in the Gemara. According to me, Rishimin, I hold Ein Muksa. But according to you, who, who hold its Muksa, you should admit, that since they come back, you're expecting them. They're coming home. So they should be uh, domesticated. But even though he said, you should admit to me, no, we don't agree, Midbar, you're saying, we still consider those uh, to be uh, the wild ones.